Good morning, Porch Community. It's good to see you or you see me. I don't know how that works, but I'm glad that you're viewing, that you're tuning in, and that you're part of today's worship experience. Uh, especially if this happens to be your first time, we're really glad that you are uh, checking us out and, and just part of this wonderful, amazing church called the Porch Community Church. We're just really glad that that you are a part of this and a very special welcome to you and we'd love for you to fill out our online connection card it's there at our website theporchcc.com or if you're watching us on Facebook you could say hello to us there in the comments and let us know this is your first time and and we'd just love to reach out to you and say hello my name is Shannon and I have the great great privilege of being the lead pastor uh, here at, at TPCC and we are in week two of this series called streaming at the movies uh, we're sharing truths from from scripture from the bible and we're using examples of some well-known we hope well-known uh, movies that you can find on streaming services until this week. Lo and behold, I was so ready, and we're still talking about this movie today, Hook. Um, it's it's uh, you know the Peter Pan. It's 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 based on you know Captain Hook and Peter Pan, and it was on Netflix till just like you know a week ago, and then they took it off. So there you go. But I hope that you were, if you're uh, if you're connected with us, that you you saw that we shared a link. Uh, earlier in the week um, that showed just a clip from YouTube of this one particular scene and, and that's where we're going to be talking together today um, and, and because of licensing restrictions I shared this with you last week and so that we can live stream we're not going to be able to show you a whole we don't show clips during this time uh, we might see some still images but we want to make sure that, that we don't get shut down during our live stream or, or later so Today we're talking about this uh, 1991 Disney movie called Hook. Now Hook is about, if you haven't seen Hook, let me give you the, the really easy version of it, okay? If you know the Peter Pan story, then you know who Hook is. And, and Hook is about grown-up Peter Pan, and who has not been in Neverland actually for many years. He's actually grown up. He's a lawyer in London. He's actually married Wendy's granddaughter, which to me is just kind of weird, but whatever. And um, they have kids. And he is taken back to Neverland by Tinkerbell because Captain Hook has kidnapped his kids and taken them to Neverland. And so he doesn't even know he's Peter Pan. He doesn't remember any of this until he is brought back to Neverland and a series of events happens that reminds him that he is Peter Pan. Now, I'm not going to talk about the, the, uh, the character this movie is named for today, Captain Hook. I'm not even really going to talk that much about Peter Pan. I want to jump to one moment in the movie, one one sentence really that is said in the movie one declaration and we shared this with you earlier in the week at the YouTube clip Peter is ready to fight to get his children back and he's been um, and he's inviting the lost boys to join his cause he's inviting the lost boys to help him defeat Captain Hook so he can get his kids back 
Some of them are skeptical of whether he's really Peter Pan or not, especially the, the one who's been the leader of the Lost Boys in the absence of Peter Pan, and that's his character named Rufio. He's the most skeptical of, of Peter's identity. But as Rufio, in, as he, even though he's been the Lost Boys leader in, in the absence of Pan, he sees, with the help of Tinkerbell kind of training Peter, when he sees Peter's skills and the gifts, he does something. He, he has an act that he does, and, and he, he comes before Peter Pan and the rest of the Lost Boys, and he makes what I would say is like a confession of faith. He utters this sentence, and he goes before. He, he has this sword, which represents leader of the Lost Boys, and he goes before Peter, and he falls to it. He doesn't like gingerly go down. He like falls to his knees. He raises up the sword, and he looks at Peter, and he says this. He says, you are the pan. You are the pan. You are the pan. He, he is Peter Pan. This is what Rufio, the leader, declares. He, he's recognized as this, as this person. He belongs to the Lost Boys. And the Lost Boys belong to him. And, and together now they can go and, and battle Captain Hook to get back Peter's children. I didn't notice that statement when I first saw it or maybe the third or fourth or fifth time I saw it. It was several years ago, though. It was, it was playing on TV, and I was catching... I, I hadn't even watched all of it. it was, I caught it midway or towards the end, and I saw the scene again when Rufio does what he does. And it immediately reminded me of something that we find in Scripture. And see, so... so I look at Hook and I look at what, what Rufio does as this parable, this story that, that highlights a very deep spiritual truth. And in Matthew chapter 16, we find this exchange going on, a conversation going on between Jesus and his disciples. And, of course, Jesus had been doing ministry up to this point. People knew who he was. He, he, they had seen him do things and say things. So the, the word was out about Jesus, right? And beginning in verse 13, Jesus is with his disciples. They, they, came, they were traveling together, and it says this. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples... Who do, you, who do people say that the Son of Man is? So he's with his disciples, they're traveling along, and he says, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And so they respond. Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist. John was there, you know, so many years before, and, and he was doing things similar to this, so some said John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. He did, he did some things and said some things, some prophetic things. And others say Jeremiah and then or one of the other prophets. So Jesus is in really good company in regard to what people are saying about him because they're naming all these prophets, like, like these, these people of God who, who God used. And there's this point in the journey of Jesus and his disciples before he's ever arrested 
before he's ever tortured, before he's ever been killed, before he's risen again, where he asks his friends, who do people say that I am? I mean, this is pretty good company, their answers, right? In line with the prophets. But then there's this, this uh, conjunction that Jesus throws out there while he's having this conversation with his disciples. One little three-letter word that places this question squarely on this collection of lost boys, the disciples. Places this, this question squarely on these fishermen and tax collectors and the not-so-educated and the very-educated and the not-very-gifted and the very-insightful. This, this ragtag group of 12 disciples, Jesus now changes the question just a little bit with this one three-letter word, and he says this. Verse 15. But who do you say I am? But who do you say that I am? And this time another Peter, not Pan, but Simon Peter, responds much as Rufio does when Jesus asks the questions, the question, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, verse 16, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. See, Jesus asked, but how about you? What do you think? You've seen it. You've heard it. You, you know all the things. And Peter answers that, that Jesus is not just in line, in a line of godly people, but is precisely and profoundly where the line is heading. Jesus. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of the living God. And how is it Jesus puts his trust in this little, like I said, ragtag group of people. It's because of this, and this is where the good news comes for you and for me today. Because see, Jesus lives out that name, Messiah. Jesus lives out that name. It means the one who saves. And Jesus takes whatever comes to him and he flips it around. He takes the unsavable and saves them. He, he takes the broken and heals them. He, he takes the sick, sick and brings them health. This is what Jesus does. He is the one who saves. How do I know this? <laughs> well, just read the scriptures. Over and over again, you will see this happen. And Jesus, I, 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 this is how I kind of picture this. See, if you know a little bit about Peter's story, he was kind of known for flying off the handle, having a little bit of problem with his temper, for, for acting without thinking. And Jesus looks at Simon Peter and he says, Oh, Peter, you lost boy. You sink like a rock. You speak like an idiot. You even deny me. But you know what I'm going to do with you, Peter? I'm going to make you my spokesperson. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the church come from, from your leadership once I'm gone. This is what Jesus does. He saves. He, he flips the script over and over and over again when you think you know how things are going. He does this all the time. Jesus, 
He says, people will arrest me, they'll mock me, they will kill me on some cross beams, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to make forgiveness out of it. I'm just going to make a new life out of it. This is what Jesus does. But who do you say that I am? See, the lost boys, they need a leader. One who could fly and fight and crow like them. And if you identify with being lost, I want you to understand something. Jesus came precisely so that you can now be found. Jesus says in, in Luke 19 that his whole purpose for coming to earth was to seek and to save the lost. That's why he's here. And I think of that scene in Hook and I think of Rufio and he doesn't just say, you know what, I think I recognize you as, as Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think I, I think I know who you are. What does he do? I mean, think about what he does because how we respond often in, in the physical, it really shows something that's going on in a, in a deeper way. That, that, that to me is why worship is so beautiful and wonderful. And it's one of the things I miss so much about not being able to be together physically as the church because there's just something of, about being able to, to worship and, and, to, and, to, and to express what's going on on the inside. But Rufio, he, he doesn't just say, yeah, I think you're Jesus. Good job. Thank you. Rufio comes before him. So there's some, there's some humility here because he's been in charge up to this point. Right? You can, you can relate to that, can't you? I can. And then he comes before him, and like I said, he, he goes into a posture of of vulnerability, again, and humility, he falls to his knees. And then he gives over his sword. And he declares for everyone to see and to hear, you are the pan. And in declaring that, what Rufio is saying, and listen, this is the important part, this is what really clicked for me, because what Rufio is saying when he does that is he saying to Jesus, you are the Messiah, you are the son of the living God, I am not in charge anymore. You are. I mean, that's what Rufio was doing with Peter Pan. You are the true leader. You are the one that's supposed to lead us. And Porch community, that's what's available to you today. Maybe for the very first time, there might be some of you watching right now, and for the very first time, you have never quite declared. You've just thought to yourself, Jesus seemed to be a pretty important person. Kind of like John the Baptist or Elijah, you know, like one of the prophets, Jeremiah. You know, he, it seems like he did some important things. It seems like he did some amazing things. Maybe even you could put the word miraculous on there. But you've never actually brought it down to the level of what does that mean to you. But see, Luke 19 tells us that Jesus came to save, to seek out and save. So maybe for the very first time, you do what Rufio did. And you fall to your knees. And you declare, Jesus, you are the Messiah. 
you are the son of the living God. Or maybe for some of you, it's, it's more of a return. Like you've had the moment. You know you have. You, you recognize the need. You've recognized the need for a Savior. But maybe like Simon Peter, you've sunk like a rock in your faith at times. You stepped right out of that boat, and then you looked around and realized, and then you went down. Your faith was challenged so deeply. Maybe you've spoken an idiot before. You said things that you wish you could take back. Peter certainly did that. Maybe you've really, in your actions or your inactions, in your words and thoughts, you've denied Jesus. Either way, whether it's the, the first time or the seventh time or the 70th time, like Rufio, we can fall to our knees and declare Jesus you're the Messiah, you're the son of the living God, and by doing so, do you know what we're doing? We're laying our sword that has signified what we can do and what we're able to do and maybe our title and, and maybe our leadership, and we are laying that down, and that, rec that, that is like our identity, our fears, our failures, our possessions, our hopes, our dreams, our regrets, everything. We lay that down before Jesus, and we say, I'm not in charge anymore. Jesus, you are my Savior. You are my Savior. And in case you thought... <laughs> that this message is really for somebody else today. Please hear this. Without Jesus, you are lost. Without Jesus, I am lost. But see, that's not the end of the story. Because like I said in Luke 19, verse 10, the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. And listen, that's you and that's me. And if you've never actually called out to God before, given your life to Jesus before, friends, today can be that day that you surrender. Today could be the day that you recognize you've taken up the sword again and tried to do it on your own. This is what I've seen. This is what I recognize in a movie, a story, a parable. And it's caused me to think about how my God, through Jesus Christ, deeply, deeply loves you and me. Would you pray with me? Father, I certainly know, I certainly understand, I have certainly lived that life of being lost. And God, I thank you that in your wisdom, in your timing, in your providence, you sought me out and you saved me. 
God, I pray that today, that this morning, that whether it is for the, the first time or it's for the 70th time, that we confess to you with vulnerability, with humility, much like we saw in the story with the character Rufio. We fall to our knees. We hold up to you what has been our identity, what we thought was most important and what we thought determined who we really were. And we just declare that you are the Messiah. You are the Son of God. And in that surrender, or we, we step back to our feet, no longer lost, but found. God, I thank you that you desire for us to be people who are constantly learning more, seeking more, that, that the, the journey of faith never comes to a, a completion while we're here on this earth. So may we all find ourselves in that humbling position today before you on our knees, declaring you to be Lord. God, I thank you for the opportunity for us to continue to, to worship in this time, even though it's different and, and kind of strange. And I know so many are ready to be back together again. And Lord, in your time, we will do that. God, I thank you for the way in which your church, this church, has been faithful to support the ministries of the church, to support the staff, to support the things that we're able to do in our community. And, and God, I just... I just say thank you for that. And God, I pray that even in this moment, we would be reminded of our opportunity, or if we're partners in ministry here, our responsibility to do our part, to give back to you so that you can do what you want to do in our community and way beyond. So God, would you bless the, the offerings that are given today as they're made online or sent in and Lord I thank you if there is even one today who views this and for the first time has declared you to be their Lord their Messiah their Savior God that they would let us know somehow they would email us they would go to that contact they would let us know through Facebook or messenger and they would let us know so that we can celebrate them with them and walk alongside of them on this incredible journey of faith and we pray all this in the name of the Messiah the Savior Jesus Christ Amen.